Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Talk some college baseball coming up as we do each Tuesday with our man Ty Harrington, but obviously a uh, shift in the developing day of sports with the uh, news that just dropped, actually dropped about uh, 8.55, a CNBC report that the PGA Tour Agreed this morning to rise to to merge with the rival Live Golf, which is backed by the Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund. Merger comes amid antitrust lawsuits that uh, were filed by Live against the PGA Tour. Uh, according to this story at CNBC, the two entities signed an agreement that would combine the PGA Tour and Live Golf's commercial businesses and rights into a new yet-to-be-named company. Uh, the deal announced Tuesday would end all pending litigation. So. Obviously, more information to come on that, but uh, uh, the Liv and certainly Greg Norman and others within that organization, Phil Mickelson, have claimed that uh, the PGA Tour uh, was running a monopoly and had had not been fair with with the tour and players, and that was part of this to fight it, Uh, and maybe this ends all litigation, so a merger or an agreement will be made and a new company will be formed. Interesting. under, Under which... Uh, way too early to make any you know, strong yeah. opinions either way of what they're going to do and how it's going to go. But clearly, um, the PGA Tour would rather go this direction than continue to the lawsuits. A, yeah, and not have a PGA. Yes. And lose that battle, Well, and Yes, or lose, lose yes, harm the PGA Tour. Um, so we'll see where this goes. I don't claim to have expert opinion on how this sure. is going to play out or what would be the, uh, the antitrust lawsuits were going to, you know, where they were headed. Uh, but in the end, it'll be uh, interesting to see how this comes out. Uh, PGA Tour, you know, it was interesting because last weekend you watched Rory McIlroy really struggling, and um, Rory was in the mix. But man, he he just and then at, for one point this weekend he talked about uh, Rory McIlroy did that. Man, the, at some point we'd like to have an off season, and he talked about how. You know, the way he wasn't criticizing the PGA Tour, but he said one of the things we've pushed for as players is to have have a break because um, he'd like to go back to work and fine-tune his swing and work on some things, but he hates to work on his golf swing during the golf season. Well, yeah, he was willing to give up $3 million by not right. showing up to an event. Right, which he did. he was tired of being which on the did. road. And he's, you know, mentally mentally strained. But he talked about how, as a player, you know, you, you the last thing you want to be thinking about when you're on the golf course playing and competing is your golf swing. You work on that in your, in your, you know, over time in your off time. You you work on that swing. You go back to work with it. You make some changes. You work with your golf instructors and your coaches. And you know, without an off season, like you know, every sport has an off season um, of some some period 
where they get away from it. Right now, golf really does not, um, and especially with the PGA Tour pushing for you know, the bigger names playing in more tournaments. And um, you know, Rory may be foreshadowing some of this, you know, this past week, and now the agreement has come. Uh, and who knows what the merger will look like? I mean, we'll wait to see details. Yeah, I'll wait to see. But I'm ass- boy, I'm assuming with the PGA they Tour, they hung in there for a whole year. I'm assuming with the PGA Tour, there'll be a quick statement at least, and maybe even a press conference to announce because there are going to be a lot of people asking. They we're asking, like you know, was it that you're doing with them? Yeah, what is the plan moving forward? Because you know, obviously, the the folks who were upset about the Saudi-backed money and where that comes from, and the people that run that that league and that government, those have to be addressed. And the PGA Tour has been anti and against that from the beginning. And now here they are merging with that same company. So, yeah, a lot of questions to be answered and uh, uncertainty. So we'll let that show that develop and certainly have our thoughts as they do come down. But, again, the PGA Tour agreeing this morning to merge with Live Golf. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline every Tuesday at 10 after. We talk college baseball with our man Ty Harrington, 20 years the manager at Texas State. Of course, the lifetime Longhorn. And uh, his favorite our, his favorite time of year, all of our favorite time of year, if you love baseball. What's up there, Skip? I'll tell you what, I was just discussing with the other tie that my sleep habits are in, in jeopardy over the last couple of weeks and just how much fun this has been uh, keeping up with college baseball and all the different uh, moments, games, you know, ebbs and flows. Just it's been incredible uh, to watch. I mean, it's always exciting this time of year is. particularly for somebody like myself and you guys that are sports freaks, but particularly college baseball and and everything that's been going on, it has just been so much fun. I mean, I've sat in my garage. I've sat in my living room. I've sat, I've watched on my phone. I've snuck around the corner during work to to watch the other. I mean, it's just been lunchtime. It's been nothing but college baseball, but my goodness, it has been some of the most unbelievable games and just you know playing and different things that have taken place and uh it was all the way up until last night i'm i'm assuming there was probably a few um longhorn people that fans that could have been possibly rooting for the aggies last night with the idea that there was a chance that you know super regional be back in austin and uh but well i tell you what Everybody's sleeping habits have got they're <laughs> like I am, which I know a bunch of you are, <laughs> haven't been very good lately. Well, it, it reminds me of back of being in fifth and sixth grade in parochial school with uh, with the earpiece, you know, up my long sleeve shirt. You know, I had to wear that tie and that long sleeve white shirt every day with the khaki pants. And I'd stick that transistor radio, you know, through my ear and sit there with my hand over my ear when I was supposed to be doing geography or history or something, listening to, you know, Major League Baseball games now. it's It feels like that way. You're always looking for what's the score here, what's the score there, where do I go to? Well, and the access to it is that? so much greater now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you it was just, find the just transistor and, radio that day. ESPN Plus app is a, yep. is a great thing to have at this point, to be able to watch them and, and see all these games. Real quick, uh, breaking news on top of golf. we got breaking news because, Ty, while you're with us, They've just announced the NCAA, the start times and the game times for the games this weekend. The Longhorn Series at Stanford will be a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, if necessary, series. They'll play Saturday night, the final game of uh, the first, the second day. They're going to play at 6 o'clock uh, on, on, on Saturday night, Ty. So, so Saturday, Sunday, extra day of preparation, obviously, with, uh, with Stanford playing into last night. Uh, it'll be at Stanford, so that's come down. Uh, so a Saturday, Sunday 
Uh, Monday, if necessary, regional. Uh, looks like I'm looking at the schedule. TCU, TCU hosting Indiana State now. That is going to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if necessary, super regional. And I also saw a tie where they kind of like Texas and Texas A&M are going to have to make a decision. It looks like Tennessee is going to be hosting the super regional, but it's going to be at Hattiesburg. It's going to be at South. It's going to be at uh, Southern Miss, which is an interesting way to go for the NCAA. Tennessee will be the host, but Southern Miss will be in their ballpark. Well, I don't know how to take that, um, <laughs> and I'm sure there's a great ex- I'm sure there's a great explanation. I'm happy for Scott Barry. Um, Scott, longtime friend, and uh, this is his swan song season uh, as the head coach at Southern Miss, and uh, he's retiring at the end of the season. Um, and truly one of the great gentlemen of college baseball. And, I mean, he just is a foundation of what college baseball started out to be like and and uh, and is. And so he, I, I, you know, I, and again, you got Frank Anderson, who, you know, is a longtime assistant at Texas and head coach at Oklahoma State, who's at Tennessee. And so uh, that'll be a lot of fun. I mean, they're all going to be fun. And if you go and you look, in my mind now, just listening to you guys, and I appreciate you all telling me because I was – searching my phone and, and computer trying to get that information but on where all these were going to be and what was going to happen. But if you look at it from Texas' perspective, um, you know, they, they're going to be well-tested. I mean, uh, they went into Coral Gables, and I mean, we've already talked about, or everybody's already talked about and seen what happened in Coral Gables. But again, the value of high-level defense, yeah. you just can't this time of year, you just can't put a dollar figure on it and what it means throughout the course of a year. And I still think it's a remarkable job on Texas's behalf and Coach Pierce and their staff to have to replace so many offensive players, but defenders as well. And what they've done, and you look this year defensively and where they are defending the baseball, but the catches that were made in the outfield huh. um, on that first game against uh, you know Louisiana, to me, just – turn the, the, all of that around and uh and you know those those catches changed not only did they save runs who knows what the score would have been and what those games would have turned out i'm not saying texas wouldn't have won i would never say that but it certainly had uh, a lot of influence in the outcome of it but they've done it all year dylan campbell plays the most shallow right field i've ever seen a, a college defender play in the outfield but yet gets back to positions that he has to to defend a baseball over his shoulder and you know his ability to open his hips up and run and his knowledge of where even on opposing ballparks not just at this fall at other ballparks his knowledge of knowing where the fence is and uh and being able to make those catches have been unbelievable and of course ek's catch holy cow and uh i'm saying we're all just two unbelievable plays and then if you look at what lbj did and, and lucas gordon too by the way you can't go over you can't overlook what what lucas did and then but lbj obviously was just incredible uh and what he was able to do i thought that was going to be a pretty decent matchup you got a home run team like miami and a big swing miss team and lbj just kept feeding strikes in there it was just so much fun to watch a guy go out there and exhaust the day at 120 something pitches and still be competing at a high level against a really offensive team was just incredible to me. And then they were able to come up with enough offense. And then the freshman Jalen Flores' grand slam was so much fun uh, to watch. And Zane Morehouse, to me, on the mound, too, was a huge component, huge component for last weekend for Texas' success against Miami. You only took five arms, five pitchers, Zane twice, and then uh, 
obviously your starting pitchers on Friday and Saturday, Charlie Hurley and Tanner Witt on on Sunday with uh, Zane Morehouse going twice, and he was outstanding because we know he can be kind of feast or famine tie. He can be really good, but also has struggled in the back end. If he's going to be good like that and uh, come with that 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 uh, that arm angle, I thought he was really getting on top of it. And uh, we heard from his catcher Garrett Gilmet who said, you know, Zane, you know, I've caught him all year, and, boy, he looked as locked in as we've seen him all year in Coral Gables, really, you know, trusting his stuff, attacking hitters, understanding that if, it, if he throws his stuff, good locations, but for strikes, you know, he can get outs, you know, and he, and he did that. And that's a, that's a big deal. When you talk about the defense, Ty, talk about that when, you, when you're managing a team and, and the pitchers see those plays made behind them and the confidence it gives them to, st- to throw strikes. So, you know, I don't, I, you know, my defense is going to back me up. And all I have to do is put the ball over the plate and let them hit it. Uh, that is a, I mean, there's, a, there's a, a cyclical effect there, defense to the pitchers, to the confidence they gain climbing the mound. Well, there's no question about that. But it, what it also does is when you do get ahead, you don't always have to go way off the plate to try to strike somebody out. You get back in the edge of the plate a little bit more. Um, a little more aggressive, maybe even with your fastballs as opposed to trying to throw as many all-speed breakers, whatever your out pitch might be. And so you start to create con- – you pitch more to contact and as opposed to trying to pitch to your – you know, to strike out so much. And, not, uh, you know, Zane's had great stuff all year long in, in his whole career, um, but the ball was moving out of his hand. Um, I thought he did a great job of, of getting on top of the baseball as well, and I thought he created some great direction and angle with it. But more importantly, as you mentioned, he was, he was attacking the zone, which is so critical and so vital. This time of year, don't create free 90s. When you create free 90s, you're creating, you know, opportunities for the offensive team. And, and it's happened often, you know, all year in college baseball. There's probably been more walks. But it was an unbelievable weekend for, for Texas. And, and again, apply to Coach Pierce for what he's done in postseason. Again, they, they took a team that had to replace so many people, so many people, uh, and they've been able to still succeed and, and, and share a Big 12 championship. And now look where they are. You know, they're two wins away from getting back to Omaha again. Uh, so I, I applaud them. It's been an unbelievable run for them so far. And I hope it continues. It really does. they got a tough, tough I mean, Stanford is very, very – you guys all watched last night. Everybody stayed awake, I'm sure, to watch these games. But it's a really offensive team. I mean, you you look at Stanford, they're hitting 318 as a team. You know, I think somewhere around 260-plus extra base hits. You know, slugging percentage around 545, 560, somewhere in there. I mean, it's a really, really qualified offensive team. Now, what what does – you know, Quinn Matthews had to come in relief last night. That was a – that helps hopefully – could help. I must say it does. Could help. In Texas, that he threw, you know, two times this past weekend. You know, does that push him to Sunday? You know, for them starting wise, because he was a Pac-12 pitcher of the year, I think, and he's really electric left-handed pitcher. So he's gonna. I mean, he ate up some really stressful, tough innings and pitches for them, for them to get to where they are to be able to play Texas. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how they respond on the mound. But offensively, they're really good, and in their ballpark, they're even better. Um, so it is going to be a truly, truly unbelievable matchup between two of the biggest powers in college baseball or traditional known teams in college baseball uh, that there is between Stanford and the University of Texas. And we know they can both uh, really field and really play fundamentally sound, very talented teams that have a, a high bar that they play to at Texas and at Stanford. Again, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, if necessary, series. So Saturday night uh, we'll get the, uh, the start time on the Sunday game. 
as well. But Coach uh, Coach Ty Harrington is with us. Skip the uh, the the different par- the different trajectories to end the year of Oklahoma State and TCU. TCU's won 17 of 19. They're scoring runs by the dozens now. Uh, they swept in Fayetteville, won the Big 12 tournament, and now they're going to get to host. Uh, by good fortune, uh, you know, the, the Indiana State team. Meanwhile, Oklahoma State was a co-champion of the Big 12 and uh, got to host in Stillwater coming off their trip to the college, to the Big 12 championship game, and they just looked like they were defeated when they played in Stillwater. What do, what do you attribute the, the rise of TCU and then the, the decline and fall of Oklahoma State at the end of the year? Well, I'm not sure exactly what the decline was for Oklahoma State. I, I'm not, you know, around that program enough to – to identify, you know, if it was a personnel, if it was, you know, who knows what injuries. I, I don't know all those things that, that come into play in those moments. But I'll talk about the rise of TCU. I mean, if you go back to mid-May or even early May, they've been playing elimination games for over a month when yeah. you get right down to it because they were on the verge of being out. Or, you know, they were a bubble-type team, and they were on the verge of not even getting into the NCAAs. And it's a great lesson for all of us and, and particularly in a game of baseball and, and life too, that you just keep, you just take it. We, we talk about it one game at a time, right? We talk about one pitch. Everybody always likes to say that, but to live that and experience that and, and actually involve yourself in that type of moment is, is been unbelievable. I mean, I, and, and you know, they, again, if you're talking about playing elimination going all the way back to Maine and they won 17 of 19 uh, and what they've been able to do. And then you hang in there and you find a way into the tournament, then you win the tournament, then you find your way up in, into Fayetteville, which is an incredible place to go play baseball, and you win there. And then to gift wrap something, an opportunity about, you know, our dads would always tell us, son, go go work hard, play hard, do the things you got to do, and good things will come your way. And then all of a sudden, they're hosting a yep. regional, a super regional. And so, I mean, it, it just, to me, it just, it was a, you know, it's a tremendous lesson of, of taking it one moment, one game at a time, and what they were able to accomplish as a team that was on the outs and what they did, they know what they did in a huddle or they know what they did in that, in that locker room, or they know what they, you know, grabbed on and and believed in each other or things finally just started clicking, whatever that was, they know partially what that was, but for them to move that forward, really, if you're a college baseball fan, it was fun to watch. I mean, you don't have to be a TCU fan to appreciate what they just did and what they're doing right now. Yeah, and you can stay in the moment too. You can stay in that moment. You don't have to leave that that particular spot that TCU's in right now. They can those players can continue to live in that moment, you know. There'll be a time when that thing disappears, but for right now, they just keep living in the moment. Keep doing what they've been doing. Don't change or what you, don't change anything that you've been doing. But don't let don't let it because all of a sudden you've got on that roll turn into something that it you can, you're allowed to live in that moment and continue that on, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you want, the next game can't get here soon enough right. for you. That next that next moment can't get here quick enough for you because you don't want it to to escape. You don't want it to get away from you. And, and you know, you hear you hear players talk about it and coaches talk all the time when they're playing so good and they've got momentum. Who's next? Who's next? Right. Who's next? You know, who's gonna? You know, when is that moment? And you're right, Bucky Mitford to keep yourself in that moment and that feel good. And, there, you know, baseball players, we, sometimes we think that just means we're putting our batting gloves in the right spot or we're yep. putting our, our helmet on the right way or whatever it might be. But um, you're right. To stay in that moment, you know, as a coach, player, uh, I mean, for what, they, you know, what they've done, but what you want the, your teams to do, to live in just that moment. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't look too far forward. 
and certainly release anything from behind you that was keep preventing you from moving forward. And uh, and so, it, it, look, it's been a great lesson to watch that uh, from TCU's perspective. Um, these super regionals are going to be so exciting. I mean, look, I, we've got another probably, what, two and a half, three, three weeks of baseball, college baseball left. And the, the way this season has gone and the way the games have been, I mean, you just got to love the, just the beauty and the pure passion and love for college baseball and what this has been like and what these next three weeks are going to be like. It is going to be so much fun. And uh, if you're not a college baseball fan, man, jump in there now because it will hook you and keep you in there forever. Coach, appreciate it. Uh, Longhorns will play Saturday night. We now know 5 o'clock. The uh, Saturday game is 5 o'clock. The Sunday game is still be to be determined as far as TV time and start time, radio time here on the Horn. And uh, they uh, same thing for Monday if they need that ball game. If you're a TCU fan, your game is Friday at 5 o'clock. It'll be on ESPNU against Indiana State. They're playing a Friday, Saturday, Sunday if necessary. Best of three, super regional. Hey, Ty, real quick, and uh, we'll let it go. Is, is, West, is, is Wake Forest a team to beat, is it, or is there a team to beat? I mean, the LSU's got Paul Skeens and uh, Dylan Cruz, the, the, the great center fielder, maybe the two best players in college baseball. Is there a favorite for you, or is this thing as wide open as we've seen it? Well, I mean, if you, you got to take a look at Wake Forest. This is this last two weeks have been the first time I've had a chance to really watch them play. Um, and they, they really have a, a really good-looking club, obviously. I stayed in the obvious, but – um, I got a chance also to watch Florida a little bit more because of the Texas Tech series and, and paying attention to that. I, I, you know, Florida's got a really high-level talent, high-level talent, and uh, and so I think between it and LSU too. But but the you know if you're going to sit there and go who's your favorite, if you look at just talent alone, you know three of those teams are that I just mentioned are certainly I think what a lot of people would you know want to say hey those are the favorites that you know moving into this. But it's college baseball, <laughs> and I'm telling you right when it's two when it's two out of three, baby, it is it is all hands on deck. Anything can happen, and uh, I don't. That's why to me the only favorite is is it's that time of year for me. That's my favorite, and uh, it'll all play out and it'll all be exciting. Uh, the talent levels are through the roof, and the play's been through the roof all year long. And uh, and again, at the, you know, to me the favorite is it's my favorite time of year. There you go. I look forward to go. watching it all, taking it all in with 16 teams. Only eight of them will uh, make it to Omaha, Nebraska, and in, in uh, the following weekend to start the College World Series for 20 and 23. Thank you, Ty. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, we'll get more on this uh, PGA Tour agreement to merge with Live Golf that has come down. It's, and by the way, the um, as we said, more information will come. Uh, but as part of the agreement that has been agreed to this morning, it's not just an agreement with the Live Golf and the PGA Tour, but also the DP World Tour, which was formerly the, uni- you know, the European Tour. We'll get you some details on that coming up, as, uh, and all lawsuits that were pending have been squashed because of this agreement. We'll pick it up on the other side. School is out for the summer, and we're bringing Golden Chick to the celebration. Visit the contest page right now at hornfm.com and register to win a $50 Golden Chick gift card. School's out, and the temperature is heating up. Time to get out of the kitchen and enjoy some of those golden eats. Golden Chick, the home of golden combos, family meals, individual snacks, and party snacks. School's out for the summer. Visit the contest page at hornfm.com now to win a $50 gift card to Golden Chick. Just a couple of crashes to deal with. 
one is on the southbound side of Palmer, uh, making your uh, run toward Brushy Creek in the Cedar Park area. Also, uh, Pecan Park and South Lakeline Boulevard. Injury crash there, too. Those delays on southbound I-35 near Highway 79 and Round Rock are all, almost completely done. Uh, we had huge backups earlier because of a crash, but that's over with. Toll 130 looking great in that area, too. Of course, otherwise, we'll have the routine delays around town. We're not completely done with those yet, but for the most part, we're looking pretty good. I'm Don Miller, and that's traffic. Greg Wade for Divided Sky Roofing and Solar. We're about to get into our hottest season. We all know that's when higher power bills start arriving. Be prepared and save money this summer with a new Timberline solar shingle roof. Or maybe you already have a solar system, but no backup battery. Well, then you're wasting money. With a backup battery, you're able to use all of the power you make instead of giving it back to the power company. Trust your roofing and solar needs to the experts at Divided Sky Roofing and Solar. DividedSkyAustin.com, 512-995-ROOF, TEC license number 37397. This is Scott Crossett with Apple Commercial Leasing. That's right, Apple Commercial Leasing, the home of the unlimited mileage commercial lease and so much more. Are you looking for a smarter, more cost-effective way to handle your company vehicles? Do you need customized work trucks? Are you looking for ways to cut your transportation cost? Look to Apple Commercial Leasing for the quick, accurate solutions. For business owners large and small, the unlimited mileage lease offers you tax advantages, cash flow savings, low to no out-of-pocket expenses, no dealership hassles, and fast and friendly service. From light-duty trucks to medium-duty trucks, even commercial specialty vehicles, buses, even 18-wheelers, we can do it all. Experience the Apple Advantage. Give us the opportunity to bid, and you'll never regret it. Call for free quotes at 335-3273-33-LEASE or click 33lease.com. That's 335-3273. We will save you and your company time and money. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you. Cheers to savings. When it comes to selling your car, the easy money is at Henna Chevrolet. I was getting my car appraised at CarMax when I saw Henna's giant billboard offering $500 more than CarMax and thought, why not? It's a 10-minute drive. Now I've got an extra $500 in my pocket thanks to Henna. Just present your written appraisal offer within seven days and you'll get $500 more guaranteed. Come get your money at HennaChevyAustin.com. Buy new roads. It's Bucky and Aaron. A lot of news happening fast uh, as it's come down in the last 30 minutes that the PGA Tour has agreed to the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, also known as the European PGA Tour, has agreed to merge with Live Golf, the rival Live Golf, after two years of uh, acrimony and certainly a year of head-to-head competition. Uh, the agreement in principle this morning uh, I was reading this, that a memo to players from Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan says there is much work to do to get us from a framework agreement to a definitive agreement. A player meeting with the commissioner is scheduled for today at the Canadian Open at 4 o'clock. Uh, so, yes, there's a lot of awkward moments that are going to be there. 
Uh, obviously, I mean, there are just a million storylines that jump to your mind. The players who left and took the money, uh, the Brooks Kepkis, Phil Mickelsons of the world who took the big cash from the Saudis uh, are now right back where they started, but they have a mountain of cash in the bank uh, that they won't be, you know, won't, won't have to give back. That's for sure. Uh, and the players that didn't take the Saudi money because of their reasons and reasons we've debated for a long time uh, might wonder, well, why didn't I just take the money and go if we were going to back down? Uh, more information needs to be out and the agreement and where it's going to be uh, before you can really make a fair assessment. But obviously, uh, the PGA Tour felt like they were going to lose these antitrust lawsuits or weren't going to do well that had been filed because uh, players through Live were filing to, you know, that there were antitrust things violations by the PGA Tour because they, they wanted to be able to play in PGA Tour events and Live events and be able to play for the Ryder Cup and, and be able to play uh, on the DP World Tour while playing in Live. And those were what the, the debates were about and the antitrust establishment, uh, antitrust suits, and that it appears that the lawyers for the PGA Tour said, look, you need to you need to find an agreement on this because this is not looking good uh, on your front. I'm assuming that's what was uh, some of the conversations in a very simple way. But uh, And also it says here that, uh, as we mentioned, Jay Moynihan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, will meet with the players who are playing in the Canadian Open today. I'm sure there will be a million questions from the players on the PGA Tour right now of what's happening and, and how it's going to play out. But uh, as part of the agreement agreed to this morning, the three groups, um, the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and obviously the, the live golfers, uh, they're going to find an objective process for any players who want to reapply for membership within the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour to do so. So um, this is, these are all things we'll, 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 we'll find uh, as they come down. But um, um, it says, I wouldn't assume, here's a text that comes in. says, I wouldn't assume that the settlements mean the PGA Tour thought it would lose. People settle lawsuits for a lot of reasons. That's probably true. I shouldn't, you know, speculate on any of this because it's all brand new. Um, but, yes, there's. They went pretty far. Like, they, they were very against the Live Tour and the Saudi-backed money thing, though. Like, Rory has to look like he kind of has an egg on his face today. Right? I don't think so. I think public perception. But, I, I mean, the players who didn't take the offers from Live are going to be you know, personally questioning, should I have taken that money? It's a great day to be Phil Mickelson, though. Yeah, potentially. But again, he, he tweeted it was a great day with a smiley face. Sure. <laughs> well, Phil's been been on this side of this thing the whole time. and uh, But look, you can give the players credit uh, that, that cashed in, and now it's going to, you know, I criticized them, of course, and didn't agree with their decisions, but uh, they look a lot smarter than me today uh, for taking that money, and now they're they're right back where they were. Uh, we'll see how it, how it plays out as far as, the rules and who's where and the leagues, but uh, yes, uh, PGA Tour. Uh, Jay, but I should read Jay Moynihan. He had his uh, his statement that came down when this thing was announced and says, uh, after two years of disruption and distraction, this is a historic day for the game we all know and love. This transformational partnership recognizes the immeasurable strength of the PGA Tour's history, legacy, and pro-competitive model and combines with the DP World Tour and Live, including the team golf concept, to create an organization that will benefit golf's players, commercial and charitable partners and fans. Going forward, fans can be confident this will collectively deliver on the promises we've always made to promote competition of the best in professional golf, and that's what we are committed to securing and uh, driving the game's future. They were losing the battle. And they don't want to lose the PGA. They don't want to lose their, their what they call golf. But they're going to be wearing little short shorts and jamming on the tee boxes. That's going to be part of their deal now. 
Uh, we'll see. I think that's too early to tell. I mean, cause by, by my read of this, they'll have three separate tours. The ability to play on all three will, will probably be there. Big picture, right? But you don't, you know, if you're going to plan a PGA Tour event, the PGA Tour can still have their own rules. And the Live Tour can have their rules. The DP World Tour can have their rules. This sounds like, it, and it's all going to be under one umbrella, which will give players, which is probably what you want for players, to have the freedom to, you know, play in different tournaments and play. Well, they didn't want to lose the PGA. Correct. Yeah, more than uh, anything. Uh, the tradition. I think of, they saw, I mean, Brooks Kepa winning that major. Oh, no. That's like, oh, maybe these guys that left are pretty good and they're going to contend in every major tournament we it have. It definitely didn't hurt and him. It looks really bad on us if, if I mean, we're not – those guys aren't our guys, essentially, coming from the PGA Tour. I think that probably – plus all the legal implications, it was like, all right, maybe we should just get this over with. Well, look, and I, I think you're right, Buck, that the PGA Tour, this was about survival for, for that tour. Right. Because eventually – that's why I mentioned when it first came down that Rory McIlroy was talking this weekend at, in Columbus – uh, that, man, I, we could use an offseason. We could use a break. Well, what does that sound like? That sounds like live tour saying playing fewer tournaments, uh, playing less golf, the ability to work on your golf game. And that goes to your point about Brooks Kepka that he's playing less golf week to week, and he's been you know, runner-up and, and won the, the first two golf majors. Uh, his game is sharper. He's healthier as a player. So all those things play into it. So, yeah, eventually – you know, the, the fear would be more and more players would move to live. Yeah, you wouldn't have a PGA tournament. And you, 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 you wouldn't have, have stars stuff. on the PGA Tour. Right. Uh, but at the same time, it's not wrong to say that, I mean, yes, we know where the money comes from with the Saudi investment group, but, you know, this wasn't a business model. They were they lost a billion dollars in year one, the Live Tour did, and made zero dollars. Um, so this was, this was an expensive push, um, th- and that's... You know, that's a challenging thing to battle if you're the PGA Tour. You can stand on principle and the DP World Tour all you want. You can stand on your scruples and your morality and where you want to be. But at the same time, if you have a, a company that's or a group that's coming after you that, that will never run out of money. Right. That, and don't they're not in it to make money. Uh, they don't care if they lose a billion dollars. They're in it to infiltrate your society and the rest of your sports. Too. This is not just that's not just going to stop here. Now, I know the good old boys network. Of the NFL, but they're going to try a little bit of everything from this point on. This isn't just about the PGA. It never was. It wasn't. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was just the start. Sure. And you, but how? And that's right. If you're running a a normal business, so it's got you know profit and loss and, and margins, and you're trying to to to, to make money, but also you got to pay your bills. But you're competing with a company that a global global organization that has no there's no ceiling to what they'll spend. Uh, and if they don't care if they make a nickel or not, uh, it's 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 exactly what you said. They infiltrate golf. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's to stop Washington. them? I mean, what's to stop them from the good old boys? They got more money than the good old boys, right? Who are you talking about? The Did NFL go- teams, like I mean, well, I mean, it's not just about the PGA, right? Well, I mean, I think it's easier to go this route within an individual sport. You know, we're seeing some of it over in soccer with the Premier League and guys like Messi and uh, you know Ronaldo jumping to the to the Saudi teams. Um, but you know they don't have football teams there. All right? I guess they could form football well, teams. We're sending and our a... game to Europe and sending it to Germany and playing in you know different countries now, right? Well, but that's the NFL. That's its league. Those are its teams. But how do you? When, how would you lure Patrick Mahomes to come play for the Saudis? Where is he going to play? He's got to play know. on Saudi back. Offer him a billion dollars. Yeah. To do what? To play. Play where? In a new it, league, I don't. I mean, they don't have that, teams. That's what I'm saying. That, golf, golf. You could form a league where could that you happen play in, golf. Could that happen with like? I mean, 
and somebody ha- stole the, the team. If the XFL had Saudi money, could they, in theory, offer a guy like Patrick Mahomes a billion dollars for a ten-year contract? Sure. Yeah, and then yeah. that would instantly draw a lot of a lot more eyeballs than those you know, alternative leagues are getting. It doesn't have to be in a different country; it could still be here. But it takes someone like Jeff Bezos or you know the Saudi money to to get that going obviously well we'll see i mean that's obviously was a was a greg norman phil mickelson project from the jump uh, we know live you know approached jack nicholas to be a part of it tiger woods to be a part of it at the beginning so yes no no there is no name too big and there is no dollar amount that they won't spend i do think team sports are going to be a tougher tougher nut because like in saudi arabia and in the, in the arabian peninsula they have soccer teams they True. have soccer franchises that's right that's you're so right so they can offer Messi, a you know bajillion dollars to come play on their team, and there's already a team there. Now, you know, long term, could they start football teams? I mean, football, American football is not a global sport. It's not played all over the world. It's played predominantly in the United States of America. Golf is a global sport. Baseball is a global sport. We know that, right? I mean, they play all over the world. Golf is a game played all over the world. Um, you know, basketball is a global game. So, yes, to your that point. That money is global. You know, and that money never stops. Yeah. That money never ends. So, yes, I think there are ongoing conversations here. Uh, but a lot to come down. There'll be, a, as we mentioned, Jay Moynihan will meet with the players on the PGA Tour today, a commissioner's meeting to explain the agreement, because I'm sure there's some plenty of plenty of unanswered questions from their side of, uh, I thought we were going to battle this thing, and now we're we're merging with them. Lasted, what, a year? A good year and a half? Uh, well, it's been two years since this thing all began and started playing tournaments last year. It's about a year and a half of yeah. on-course play. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the Live Tour still is getting very small crowds and very little TV ratings, but obviously that's not what the fight was for. Um, you know, people aren't generally paying attention to their tournaments when they play in them, but at the same time... The impact it's had on the market. Yeah, I'll just stick with my thought. Originally, it wasn't about golf for the for the Saudis. Sure, I don't think anybody. No, I think it's about sports washing. Yes, they know what their their history is. They know what uh, their dictatorship has done in the past. And yes, this is uh, you know they, they did the same thing with the World Cup. I mean, they were able to host you know the World Cup, uh, where a lot of people you know disagreed with that being possible. But you know the money and and the the, the billions they invested in it made it. Uh, uh, too big to refuse, and then look for sure. I, I don't think their push into sports in uh, Saudi Arabia will, will stop. Uh, absolutely not. But what sports can they actually infiltrate? That'll become yeah, interesting to follow. Yeah. We know right now it's golf. We won't know right now it is uh, certainly soccer at the uh, highest levels of European Premier League soccer and the best players in the world. Um, we'll we'll certainly follow it. And you're probably right to say it's it's not stopping here. Uh, but again, we got to hear the. Uh, the agreement, what it means, how it plays out for players who have already jumped. Yeah, and like players. you said, this is this is for the DP tour. This is to help their survival because their survival was. Yeah, they were in trouble. They were they were more really than the in PGA trouble. tour. Yes, for sure. Because the the PGA tour had had a lot more guys that stuck and stayed with it uh, for the tradition of it and the history of it, and you know because guys like Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy and you know, those guys stood firm and said, no, no, no we're gonna we're gonna do you know do it do it this way. But again, those guys could look it up today and say, well, why didn't I take that? You know, Roy McIlroy could have taken whatever it was and been right back where it, where he began, which is playing in the PGA Tour because now it has merged. Uh, your thoughts, obviously, more and more to dig through as this story develops throughout the course of the day. Just came down about 40 minutes ago. PGA Tour has agreed to merge with Liv and the DP World Tour under one umbrella. It's Benny on the Horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. 
All right, that uh, story will be ongoing, obviously, with Liv and the uh, PGA Tour merging. More details. Jay Moynihan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, to have a meeting with the players on the PGA Tour today at the Canadian Open. Answer questions. I'll say one thing on this, Buck, as we talk about this, this isn't the end for Saudis and Saudis getting into sports and trying to sports wash their politics, right? Mm-hmm. I think we also, because I think a lot of people will trumpet Phil Mickelson as a hero today. Uh, or like hero is probably a strong word, but but the winner. Let's remember, if you go back 15 months uh, for the comments that Phil Mickelson said, what he thought were off the record, but were on the record to a journalist, Alan Shipnuck, that began this whole controversy, that Phil Mickelson's exact words were, we know they killed Washington Post reporter Jamal Khashoggi and have a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? And that's being the, the face of this new league. Because it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. So, again, you can, you can find and be on whatever side you want with Phil Mickelson. But if you read that, those, those words are not ambiguous. Why would I even consider falling and getting in line and being in bed with these people? Because it, it provides me leverage to shape the PGA Tour how I think we should do it. Whether that's right or wrong, he was looking to overlook the people that he knew he was working with to get what he wanted. But if he's for real in what he's saying, if he's if you have to believe him on his word. He also needed that money, though. Well, yeah. And it helped his leverage and helped his bank account. So, again, he said that to Alan Shipnock, quote, under quote. He, know, he knows who he's working with here. Well, the legacy just could not live the money. That's just the, the way it is for the PGA. It really, well, but let me say this about Phil Mickelson. If he hadn't joined, they needed a face. They yes. needed a name. Phil Mickelson could have said, no, I'm not doing that. Yes, he I'm could not have. Working You're absolutely right. And we wouldn't be here. Because Greg Norman would have been the only one. Phil Mickelson, I mean, Tiger Woods turned it down. Jack Nicholas said thanks but no thanks after several overtures. And it took a, an established player. And, you know, him opening the door and getting in cahoots with this to make this happen, whether you like it happening or not or don't like it, you can't leave Phil Mickelson out of that. He was the one that then, you know, drove for it. And um, you know, just read what he said. Why would I even consider it? Because it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. And maybe that's a good thing in the long term. Or, as we talk about with the Saudi investment in not just this sport but other sports, maybe not. Yeah, maybe I'm not. very interested to see how things come out. Because I will, I will love to live with the legacy. But they're all gonna, if they all start playing together again, I mean, you still will have those great players against the great players, right? Yes. I mean, It'll the, be about your personal feelings about what, you sure. know. And, you know, will they be able to play on each tour? Will they all make more money? Will they have more time off? All that can be good. And to Phil Mickelson's – but, again, I'm not questioning Phil. I mean, he took – he got in bed with terrible people to take their money to be able to reshape the PGA Tour and how he thought it should be shaped. And maybe he and others, but it took that to make it happen. Yes. The Saudis couldn't just do it without a driver. Oh, he had to be a part of it. He had to be the yes. one of the driving forces. And some people will praise him for that, and others will criticize him for that. But let's not forget that he was the the uh, he was the fuel, uh, the jet fuel to the whole thing. Uh, going because again, they can only offer you the money, right? I mean, the Saudis have all the money; they can only offer it. You have to choose to accept it That's and go right. forward with it. Uh, and that will be an ongoing conversation. So, like the shoe companies and stuff. Oh, well, yeah, we college, college it. athletics. You don't right? have to take it. You don't have to take it. We just offer it to you. Yeah. Hey, have a wonderful Tuesday, folks. This story just broke. Go play some golf, Buck. Enjoy it. I want to see a My a, legacy. You I know need my legacy first. is? I need an 80 today. 87. 87. Thank you. Okay. Keep score. Ty, have go. a great one every hour. Podcast at hornfm.com. Light the Light tower next. The tower.